as you guys know, I'm a huge advocate of mental health in sports, especially, you know, like the mental health for athletes and taking control over your mind and making sure that, you know, you can become untethered from your mind so you can, you know, play freely. But the problem is, is a lot of athletes, they struggle with a lot of the outside pressures of life and that it comes into their, their performance on the court or on the field or on the mat or in the cage or whatever they're, they're doing. And it hinders them from being able to, you know, perform to the best of their ability. And a lot of athletes battle with their mental health because they utilize sports as their out. I see a lot of people who do that. That's sports are their out. That's their way of getting away from all the struggles, but they never actually cope with the struggles that they have. So when that sport is over, or if that sport goes in a negative direction, it just amplifies the problems that are happening on the outside. So today we're bringing on a guest. I want to shout out Dre Baldwin for a, yet another assist on the show. Um, because when I asked Dre about this, he um, shared with me uh, a couple of guests and, and this guest today is one of them. And she's going to be sharing some insight with us about what she does as a mental health and mindset coach for athletes and what she does to provide resources for these athletes so that they can perform better and they can find a way to be more mindful and be able to have more connection between their mind and their body from the mental and the physical aspect. It's actually a very insightful conversation that I'd encourage you guys to take notes on. So get your notepads out. If you're listening to this on your phone or your laptop, whatever, get your notepad. Get ready to take notes. This is the Game Time Guru. So what time is it? Game time. This is the Game Time Guru podcast where I interview sports figures from all over the world to help deliver a panoramic view on sports. So whether you're a former athlete, one of the crazies, or simply a casual sports fan, this is the perfect show for you as we peel back the curtains and learn from our guests every single week. I'm your host, Shane Larson, and I'm helping you see sports through a different lens. What's up, everybody? Welcome out to another episode of the Game Time Guru Podcast. My name is Shane Larson, host of the show. As you guys heard in the introduction, we are talking to a very, very special guest today. Another assist from my guy, Dre Baldwin. Uh, I, I was, you know, I had Dre on the show back in 2019, met him through my full-time job at ClickFunnels. Uh, we were at an event that I was working at. And then, you know, even this this year, I was in Orlando, talked to Dre again. It's almost like every year I see him at our ClickFunnels event. And I was like, dude, I need, you know, some connections. You got any connections? And he hit me, hit me up with a suggestion here. And here we are. We're talking to, you know, a mental health and a mindset coach for athletes, a two-time author. Her name is Misty Buck. Misty, thanks for joining the show. Oh my God. Thank you so much for having me. Shout out to Dre. He's so awesome. We've got connected several years ago now, and it's it's been a blessing. So happy to meet you as well. A friend of Dre's is a friend of mine. Heck yeah. Let's go. Shout out Dre, man. Dre, awesome. <laughs> and I'm glad that I'm glad that we were able to connect here, Misty. I want to, you know, talk to you that when he told me, so he, what's funny about that is Dre was talking to me in Orlando and he goes, he goes, I think I have someone for you, but he's like, do you, do you want to talk about like the mental health aspect of sports, the mental space? I was like, dude, yes, absolutely. Like that's, I've been doing this show for seven years and I've had a handful of people in, in different capacities in that space right every time i learned something new and i was like absolutely that's what i want that's what i want on the show so misty let's let's talk a little bit about that so when we say mental health and mindset coach to you oops to you what does that mean like what what are you specifically working on in regards to like mental health for athletes that's a great question. So the simplest way to, and I can explain later what the difference between a coach and a therapist is, by the way, I think that's an important distinction. 
Um, but the simplest way to describe what, what I say that I do is I help people learn how to achieve and maintain mental peace. And we do that in a confidential space that's just for you um, to really help you achieve that space, that peace and become the best complete version of yourself. Because I think if we look at even every single person in this world, one thing that we all have in common is that I feel we all want that sense of inner peace, especially yes. um, when things are so complicated. And today's world just seems to be becoming more and more complicated and more and more pressure. So that's that's really my goal is to provide that space for you to um, to have a place where you feel like you can talk to somebody in confidence and without judgment. But then also to teach you tools how to, again, achieve and maintain that mental peace. So. As an athlete myself and a former athlete, I should say, not, not anymore, I'm 35, but like as a former what athlete. Like to me? What are you talking about? <laughs> I still try. I still try to play and do my thing, but like I'm not anywhere where I was before. But I've always kind of taken, now that I've gotten older, I've always like looked back. You know, I used to have super bad like performance anxiety when it came uh -huh. to basketball and, and boxing and stuff. Like I get such bad anxiety. Um, and I'd still, you know, competed at a high level, as high as I could compete, you know. But I always wondered if there was somebody out there that could like help the athletes with that. So when you're trying, when you say like mental peace, like you're, you're helping them achieve that peace, I guess, um, how are you doing that? Like how, like if somebody comes to you, an athlete comes to you and they're like, like, what are they battling with mentally that you're trying to help them achieve so that they can become like, I guess, untethered from their mind and they can just play freely. I guess yeah. that's what I want to know. Like what, what's the mental exactly. peace aspect of it? Exactly. So what we're doing is we're looking at ways to help you feel, um, at peace, at confidence, balance in all areas of your life, because they really do feed into one another. Uh, you know, a lot of times athletes will compartmentalize stuff from their personal life and use their sport to channel, um, you know, as, as sort of their outlet for everything, but then they're not really dealing with the other stuff. And then eventually that explodes in other ways. Uh, it could be a whole different, all different kinds of ways that it's going to come out. It might come out as anxiety or panic attacks, or it might come out as developing, um, you know, wanting to, to drink alcohol or do things, you know, other things to sort of distract yourself. But eventually like those emotions have to go somewhere because emotions are energy, right? And energy has to go somewhere. So what we want to do in, from a peaceful aspect is help you understand, basically, you know how we talk so much about mental toughness? Yes. It's, it's kind of like that, but not in a mental toughness way where you're like, I can't feel this way and I can't, and you're shaming yourself. It's learning how to be acceptance, accepting of yourself and learning how to build mental, like real mental resilience for long-term results. So that looks different for every single person that I work with. So yes, there's like a general framework of things that I teach individuals and we talk through, but at the same time, I want to meet you where you're at and with tools and skills that are going to work for you. So you mentioned performance anxiety, for example. Um, sometimes people feel performance anxiety because of something like imposter syndrome. Sometimes it's, you know, something else going on. We have to really kind of talk through and see where that's coming from. Sometimes it's a confidence issue. Sometimes anxiety before you perform is also your body's way of telling you you're ready to perform. And it's maybe not a bad thing. So, um, you know, we have to really look at and see where the source of that is coming from and then just do some, do some discovery. So what's, 
and saw some because I just saw that like so this is a thing that's been going on with these like zooms and stream yards and any kind of like your thumbs up little emoji just popped yeah, yeah. up. And I see all the like I don't even know how to I, even at work I can't figure that out. So it made me smile when I saw the little thing pop up on the screen. yeah that was cool. <laughs> well, I was like oh shoot it works on this thing too. Um, so here's here's something have you have you dealt with athletes so. First off, when you mentioned that, like they're dealing with stuff on the outside world that they bring into the to the the sports world, and it kind of ties them down. I actually know I, I coach basketball um, at the high school level, so I I have dealt with athletes, and I have one in particular that I know for a fact that has been a, a huge thing. And like basketballs, they're out, mm -hmm. but I've always encouraged that athlete to try and find some help out outside of that because eventually it will catch up at some point if they don't take care of it at some point. Like they need to at least have a way to to handle that stuff on the outside. Cause yeah, basketball is a great out, but eventually basketball won't be there right. uh, at some point and they're going to have to figure that out. But um, here's something that I keep thinking about Misty. Like I, like, I love this. Is why I love this topic. So for me as a basketball player, a lot of kids deal with this too. I mean, I'd get repetition after repetition after repetition in, in practices. And then I get into games and let's just say I get, I get fouled and I go to the free throw line. There were times, even as a varsity basketball player, where like whatever I was feeling like this chemical reaction in my body would like, mm -hmm takeover was completely different than the rest. Like any practice of like thousands of reps that I do is like my, my fingers would tingle. Like mm -hmm. I felt like I was having like an out of body experience. So like all my muscle memory, they like didn't even feel like the same sport when I was like, when the pressure was on. So I was having a hard time, like mentally I could not clear that out. And it wasn't until I started boxing that my coach helped me internalize like the same anxiety that I'm feeling. That's the same nerves that you can like use as like adrenaline and like as a, mm -hmm. an excitement. And so I kind of actually learned how to like, calm myself and actually use that as an excitement. I was able to, you know, gain more control over like the chemical reactions of my body, which sounds like woo woo. I know, which is like really weird, but no, scientific there's, there's studies on this, there's books on this. I mean, you, so what happens is, is when you go into fight or flight mode um, or survival mode, or, you know, I, sometimes I, I describe it myself personally as like my nerves are on fire. Like that's what it feels like. And what that really is, is your body is activating your cortisol, your cortisol is being activated, right? So that stress response system. So something that was um, way, 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 way back in the day, right? Created to help us fight like tigers and predators and stuff, right? Which we don't have the same amount of, um, of uh, I guess, threats to us as we did back then, but our bodies still work the same way, right? We're still human. We still have all these things. And yes, sometimes we need those fight or flight responses to get out of a dangerous situation. But what happens is more and more and more, we, and this is very common for most people, um, unless you train, and this is one of the things that we do, I teach you ways to train yourself, how to notice when that's happening. And then, you know, we, we do mindset training and mindful training on an ongoing basis so that it's not just only in the moment like you're hitting an emergency button but rather it's something that we're training through constantly just like you train your body you train your shot you train your jab you train whatever right so um but but that's a scientific thing so your body releases this cortisol and what we want to do is activate the part of your system that allows you to start actually relaxing more and learn how to control to do that with our minds with our bodies by connecting them both in, in those kind of moments. And it might be something like you just said, like, okay, it's, this is a mindset shift. This is me learning that my body is telling me it's prepared. And so let me channel it this way by changing my perspective or whatever it is. Um, but, but that, that's, that's a self-discovery that we all have to go on. Yeah. Okay. I appreciate the insight there. So, you know, you mentioned tools, right? Everybody, 
you know, they'll, they'll read a book or they'll watch a, po- a podcast or a YouTube video or something and stuff, but then they don't know how to implement it. Cause they're like, oh, well, sounds really cool. Like do yeah. some of these things, but they can't figure out how to implement it. Now, when you mentioned earlier that you provide like, you know, the tools, the resources, that's kind of what your, your goal is as a coach, uh, a mental health and a mindset coach for athletes, like without giving away the house, because it's obviously a business model, you don't want it to give away for free, but like, is there a, maybe an example of a tool that you can uh, provide an athlete to help them with this type of thing? Yeah. Well, so first of all, I can't give away the house because there's endless numbers of tools and the right combination depends on the individual, right? That's what's so powerful about the one-on-one coaching that, that I do. So I'm never afraid of sharing stuff because it's really just a matter of finding something that resonates with you. But then the other part of that is I might share some stuff today that works for you and I might not, but let's say I share something that works for you. And then eventually you're like, well, that's not working so well anymore it's because you have to continue to progress in your journey and find different tools for your toolbox, right? That you know when to use what, when, right? So <laughs> I'll just kind of like throw that out there. I'm never shy about sharing some tips. So, and again, I think it depends on what we're looking to to do in terms of the tools. I'm really, really big into helping athletes understand mindfulness. So when we think of mindfulness, we think of, of what, like, let me ask you that for a question. Actually, when you think of mindfulness, what's the first thing that comes to your mind? Man, it's it, being mindful is just, I almost, I almost like think it's a synonymous with thoughtful being just like being aware, being present, like thinking through things without just acting. So like thinking through things, being mindful of something, I think of just like being thoughtful in the sense of like, I'm thinking in depth about something before I actually do something. But I guess it's probably not synonymous. That's just me talking. That's my Boise State education, Misty. You got that? Yeah. Like, there we go. <laughs> I represent no. for Ohio State. I am a Boise State grad. It's weird. <laughs> no, but what you, what you described is, is absolutely part of it. But I think if people get caught up in, oh, mindfulness is just being present. Mindfulness and mindfulness training goes way beyond just being um, just being in the moment. So we say, oh, just be in the moment. But there's a lot more that goes into it, right? So just like you described, mindfulness is about learning how to create that space between stimulus and response. So the event, something that's occurring, the way that you're feeling, and then pausing before you react, right? So exactly what you just described. But there's other pieces too, right? So um, I work, I follow a lot of um, George Mumford's work. I don't know if you're familiar with Mm -hmm. him. He is phenomenal. He has a couple books. One just came out this year. Um, But um, Mindful Athlete is a great place. Serious picking me up is a great place to start. So um, but he talks, he talks a lot about this. And you know, people think you just mentioned, oh, woo woo, whatever. But this is stuff that that athletes like or like George has worked with athletes on like Michael Jordan and Kobe Bryant and Phil Jackson and the Lakers and the Bulls and all these different teams and, and, and athletes that he continues to work with um, on these principles because they do matter. And it's not it's not woo woo. So if you're willing to be mindful with them, if you're willing to say as an example, let's talk about negative self-talk. Right. So we talked about tools. All right. So you might have this negative thought habit, maybe when you're in a specific situation um, or just in general, or you're like afraid or you're like, I can't do this or whatever, whatever those thoughts are for you. We all know what that is. I call these your hater thoughts. So these are, this is very much like when you have, we all have these friends, there are friends, but they still like to hate on everything. Right. Like, so there are friends, we love them, but they're just always complaining about something or hating on somebody about something, right? 
but our thoughts are like that too, because there are thoughts. So they're personal. They feel like our friends We're like, we should trust this, but they're hating. <laughs> yep. So what do we do? We have to being mindful is a realizing one. Okay. I'm having hater thoughts right now. And then two, what do I want to do about this? So is it, do I take a deep breath? Do I repeat an affirmation? Is it, do I decide, let me actually look at the reality of what's going on right now versus being worried about the past or the future or things I can't control. So it's sort of like all those different, those different aspects. Um, so that's, that's one thing that I would tell you to, to do is just sort of start to become aware of your thoughts. You might want to keep it as a journal where you write it down, keep notes in your phone, whatever it is, but start to really reflect and observe just like you watch game film, yeah. start to reflect and observe what's going on in your mind day to day, because most time, most people are not paying attention to it. And that's like the opposite of mindfulness. So if we're being aware of, okay, oh, you know what? I'm starting to notice like when I have these thoughts, that's interesting. Let me change that around. Right. So, and then that's the other piece is not really judging yourself for it, not coming down on your heart on yourself for it. Like, oh, I'm such an idiot. Why do I have such low confidence? Or, you know, I can't, I have to be tougher than this. Stop beating yourself up. We're all human. Everybody has these, these hater thoughts. So pause. I'm having them. It is what it is. But what I'm going to do now is choose that mental toughness, choose to be resilient, choose a different thought. So that's, that's one tip that I would share. You know, Misty, I love that. It actually kind of reminds me, it's, it, it might not be on the exact same scale, but it reminds me a lot of my interview with Trevor Moad and Trevor Moad. I love him. I'm so you know, jealous you got a chance to speak with him. I never I had know. an opportunity to. Trevor was phenomenal. And his whole thing was about neutral thinking, right? Neutral like, thinking, yeah. It's, yeah. So you're familiar. So that's kind of what it reminds me of. Like, yeah, I had the chance to speak with him during COVID actually, before he passed away. It was about a year and a half prior to him passing away. And um, he was, I mean, I read his book called It Takes What It Takes. And that's all what it's, it's about neutral thinking. And he, you know, you taught Russell Wilson the same concept of like, you're not like overly excited and like Mr. Optimistic all the time, but you're also, you find a way to like compare, like what you just said right there is like, okay, I'm having these thoughts. This, okay. It is what it is. Like you, you think about it. Okay. I got it. Okay. Get into neutral. You're not going it, to, it's literally the exact definition of like next play mentality mm -hmm. uh, where you literally aren't thinking of the future. Like, Hey, we're going to win this game but you're also not thinking about the pick six that you just threw as a quarterback. Like you're thinking of this play at this exact moment and you're trying to be like mindful of that moment, but you're also not forgetting everything that's already happened. You have to understand what's happening and then, you know, put it down. So in, in a certain degree, it actually reminded me of that. But, uh, and I've, and what's funny about that is like the athletes that put that into play tend to be very successful at what they do. The ones who actually are in control of their mind, so to speak. Yeah. Um, yeah, just talk to yourself. Be like, I'm not doing this right now. Like, I just talked to myself, Misty. We're not doing this right now. Like, no. Like, you're gonna, we're gonna, not going down that road. <laughs> so, so let me ask you this, Misty. This is perfect because it kind of plays into what happened. Like, so yesterday I was playing pickup basketball with a couple of friends of mine, and I was like, I pride myself in being a really good shooter, but I was two for ten to start, and I'm counting out loud my statistics while we're playing. I'm like, gosh, I'm two for eight, two for nine, two for ten. My buddy's like, stop counting your stats, dude. That's the problem. And then it, you know, <laughs> Then I like rattle off like six threes in a row and I was like, okay, I'm fine now. But then he sent me a video of like why it's not good to like be counting your stats because it gets in your head and you start to like just spiral out of control. So anyway, I'm sure you've dealt with athletes that are yes. similar in a, in a regard of like, Hey, they're counting yes. their stats. So worried about, Hey, I missed the shot, but it's like now my percentage is at, you know, 30% and then 28% and then it goes down, I guess. Um, how do you get, like, it's one thing to tell them to do that, but like, 
what are some of the results you've seen when they actually start to implement it? Like, have you seen some pretty drastic results of when they, they're like, okay, I'm writing on these thoughts. I have control over my mind. And mm-hmm. you see a pretty drastic flip. I have. So, and again, like sometimes you're going to be better at this and sometimes you're not. And yeah. this is why it's always a work in progress. This is not like I teach you something, you press a button. This is not Instagram, Insta, nothing. Like it's like, it takes, this takes work and it takes really deep self-reflection ongoing and the, the willingness to understand yourself, to bring um, the dark parts of yourself to light and be really willing to get uncomfortable facing those things so that you can grow. Okay. Yeah. So, um, but yes, so I've worked with athletes who, for example, I'm working with an athlete right now um, who's a jujitsu artist. And we started working and he would get like in his head during competition. So jujitsu is very much like a little bit like what you were just explaining. Since everything is based on like points. So he's in the match and he's thinking about the points that he has at that point rather than, you know, what being in the moment. Right. So what we've done is really um, work together to help him learn how to be more present, how to let go. And then again, I'm going to quote, George Mumford here, because he's so awesome. He talks about focus on what you're doing, not how you're doing it. And that's a huge key. So, because when I'm looking, when I'm judging, you know, am I, am I, and and he would, and he famously told Kobe, which is in one of his books, by the way, told Kobe Bryant, um, the best way to score is to try not to score. Cause Kobe was kind of like off, not getting some numbers that he wanted one game. So he told him just the best way to score is to try not to score. Because sometimes when you're so focused on the results that you're getting in the moment, you're actually not fully, if you think about it, you're actually not fully paying attention to doing what you need to do. Oh yeah. 100%. Yeah. No, that's, I, I was going to say that that's a hundred percent right. Because as an athlete, like I can tell you multiple times, like I get in my head, I'm focused on, okay, I need to make this next layup. I got to make this free throw to pull my percentage up. Meanwhile, I need to be like focused on my backside rotation of defense right. on that position. Like you're not focused on what you really need to be focused on, even though you think you are. You're like, oh, I'm hyper focused on this. That means I'm actually really locked in. No, you're not. It's distracting you from like the other things. And like the thing that I want to like, so uh, I interviewed a guy named Robbie Ellis and Robbie's a, he's a movement specialist. So he helps with like okay. get your body right. But what, one thing he said, and, and he mentioned the whole like getting your mind untethered, like fighters, jujitsu artists, like these types of people they usually perform better when they're not thinking all the mm-hmm. time about everything. Cause then they pay the price. Cause then you're like a half second late to every single thing you're doing. And that in a jujitsu match, that could cost you points in a, in a mixed martial arts bout that could get you hurt or submitted or something right. of that nature. Right. So, um, untethered well, basketball, you could hesitate and miss the shot opportunity. Right. So pass or whatever <laughs> it's, it, you, it's, it's really learning about, and this is something that's really difficult for people to trust yourself. Ooh, I like that. So how do you think that they build trust? Because I tell my athletes, like, you're going to trust yourself. You're going to have more confidence if you put in the time in the gym. Like, you've got to prepare preparation. But um, what do you think? Like, how do you how do yeah. you get to the point where you can trust yourself? Is it so both experience a- breeds confidence? That's part of it. So believe it or not, failure breeds confidence because then you're able to be like, OK, well, now I know how not to do that again. Right. Yeah. So or I have a mistake instead of like being like, oh my God, I made this mistake or I've had a few bad games or I'm no good at this. No, being like, let me look at this as an opportunity and see what I need to learn. So let me just sort of like use this up. Let me, instead of just saying I suck, (laughs) let me use this as an opportunity to be like, 
you know what, like this is actually a good chance for me to see like what's not working and make those adjustments. So whether it's mindset, whether it's something physical in your game, who knows, right? So um, those are those are important things to um, to be to be aware of. And, you know, and when you're trying to to build that confidence that you were talking about, again, just focusing on, on trusting yourself. So it's not uncommon also for athletes to tell me I'm awesome in practice when it comes time to play. It's like, I can't, I can't practice. I can't play as well as I practice. Right. And I can, I don't understand why that's happening. So, you know, again, it's like looking at those things and understand seeing like, okay, well, what's, you know, what's really going on, what's going on there. And how do I, Again, what opportunities and tools and things are there out there that I can train myself to connect my mind to my body, but also to trust, learn how to trust myself. You know, I, this is what I love about what you're doing. As I'm as I, I'm sitting here, you know, listening, I think your profession is so important uh, now more than ever. Like th these these types of professions and like experts like yourself have existed, but not. Like we need to get, a, we need to get your word out there. That's why I wanted to have you on my podcast because <laughs> like, yeah, sometimes those, um, sometimes the big time athletes, the Kobe Bryant's, the, the Michael Jordan's, the LeBron James, like the, the, the big time athletes, they have access to that type of, uh, resource, but it's sometimes it's the younger athletes that really need it the most. They need to build that foundation earlier on in their lives, especially nowadays when there's a million different things that are distracting them. Um, they need to, they need to build that foundation. And so, when you're talking, I'm trying to, I wish I could get it through to the kids that they would understand when I say kids and that's anybody like up till the time they're 18 years old, but like mm -hmm. you got to put time in the gym for the physical side of the sport that you're playing and the athletic and the, uh, the agility side of the sport that you're playing. And you've also got to, you've also got to put time in the mental side of the sport. You've got to put time in the mental side of the sport. So you, like you said, you got to connect your mind and your body. I wish people understood that it, you've got to do it. You got to do both. It's, it's a very important thing i hate when like coaches will just say you got to do this x amount of hours in the gym well it's like no you got to do this and this and you'll become an elite athlete i promise like if, as long as you're training both at the same time right so you have books you, you you've, yeah. you've written okay you're a two-time author so talk to us about that so i can like help the people that are listening to this i've got young athletes i've got parents i've got coaches who listen to the show across the world what do you have out there for resources for people outside of just like your actual services, which I would like to ask you about here? In just a sure. Yeah. So there's a few things. So um, I'll tell you about the books in a moment. But also, if you go to my website, I update my blog pretty regularly. Um, a lot of it is based on conversations I'm having with people. Or so I'm, there's all kinds of tips in there. So if you go to my blog and you do a search on any, like any kind of these topics, you're going to find probably something to match what you're looking for in terms of an additional resource. And that's completely free, of course. Um, I also have free workbooks and worksheets and stuff like that. So I just released one, for example, a couple weeks ago that you can go and download. Um, if you have a problem managing anger while you're playing, this is an entire workbook to help you learn how to go ahead and, and, and manage that anger, right? So it's just a whole workbook. We're going to go through, walk through steps, walk through exercises, over the course of a period of time and, and help yourself with that. Uh, so I liked, like I said, I this <laughs> giving away the house, like it's important to me, honestly, to be a resource for people. That's why I do this. Of course, you know, I have paid services too. Um, and there are other books. So the first one is the athlete mental health playbook. So that came out in 2020 that's available on Amazon. 
it's a really short it's look it's, it's like a very short like 100 page book it includes resources it includes worksheets exercises all that kind of stuff i didn't want to make it sound um something that like something out of reach for people i wanted it to be something fairly simple and that has stuff in there that you can apply and start with that right away so that's that's what that book is and then the book that came out this year is called the athlete branding blueprint so this one actually combines create because i have a background in marketing so this one actually combines creating your brand which is such a hot topic with nil and some of these other things going on right but doing it in a way that's that's authentic to you so there's like this book is the first half is all mindset work and then the second half is building your brand because um i feel like those are sometimes they're disconnected and they're like really really important pieces um that work together so they both have those elements in there so that's that's those are also really good starting places and resources for people I am so glad you said that they go together. That's so cool. And as a, like I said, my full-time work, I work as a project manager at a company called ClickFunnels. So I'm around entrepreneurs, business owners, marketing all day long, um, all the time. That's what I've been doing for six and a half years. Yeah. I, uh, I I love that stuff. I geek out on that stuff. And I think that's so cool. And I love that you have a book that's like mindset and then and branding. Like there's a, there's a correlation between the two. The fact that you brought those together, I think you're phenomenal for that like how i like highly intelligent you are for doing that is just mind-blowing i'm gonna put the links to all these i'm actually gonna get some myself um i think i could share this with some of the athletes that i coach uh for the club that i coach for and i think it could be a huge resource i coach club basketball we've got hundreds of players across the whole club that that compete and i think they could definitely utilize that so i'm gonna I'm going to buy some myself. So i'm gonna put the link here for anybody who's interested in that now your services as far as like your paid services. I'm sure that there's a certain bandwidth that you're able to accommodate or anything. Are you open for services? Is there a way for people to get a hold of you? If they're like, Hey, I want my son or daughter to be able to speak to you, or I myself want to speak to you. Is there a possibility for that? Or are you kind of closed down for now? Like what's, what's the bandwidth? Yeah. I always welcome people to contact me. Um, I will say at this moment, I am actually, um, eight months pregnant. So I will be <laughs> in like the next month or so, not taking on a new business for just for, you know, for temporarily, you know, I kind of go through those first few months of, of newborn mom life. Um, but having said that, I always welcome people to contact me. Uh, you can reach me through the website, purposesoulathletics.com. You can reach me on social media. Um, Instagram is probably the easiest one, the Misty Buck, T-H-E, and then my name, Misty Buck, all together, one word. Um, so you could definitely reach out, reach out there. And um, if you have like a question, you're interested in one-on-one -on -one coaching, or you're interested in a workshop for your program or whatever it might be. And I say that too, because even though like, yes, I'm going to be slowing down for a little bit in the first part of the year. Um, I, I always like to talk to people because if you really need somebody and maybe I'm, I'm not available at that moment, I'm going to try to help you find somebody who can help you if it's more of an immediate need. Um, and then either way, whenever I chat with people, it's always important to me that I help them find the best resource. So again, if it's not me, then who can I refer you to that I think will do a good job and that you might match with really well. Right. So, um, 
those like so that's those are important things <laughs> to yeah. kind of to kind of keep in mind. So moral of the story is I always welcome people to contact me, and I will always do my very best to get you the best resources possible, even if it's not directly working with me. Heck yeah! You know what? Like, listen, I want I want people to know too because some people might listen to this podcast as soon as it launches. And then we get people who listen, you know, months and months afterwards, if they come across and they're like, Hey, this is super helpful. So who knows? Maybe the newborn won't be a newborn anymore by the yeah, time. Yeah, maybe by the time you're listening to this. <laughs> <laughs> so you never know, but congratulations on the, on the baby. Is this your first? Uh, this that is you're having oh, congratulations. That's yeah. so exciting. So exciting. Uh, I've got three kiddos of my own and I, um, my wife and I, yeah, it's, it's, it's always a, a blessing. You know, the newborn stage is amazing. So I'm excited for you. Super, Thank super you. cool. And that makes me even more grateful that you were able to join me while you're eight months pregnant, which is wild that you're still out there doing your thing right now. You're you're ready to go. You gotta keep going until the baby says, "No, now it's my turn." <laughs> yeah, and, you know, it could be at any moment too. So it could I, be. I, at thirty three weeks is where I am now. I mean, who knows? So, man, it's getting crunch time. <laughs> crunch time. So, Misty, I appreciate your time. I'm going to link all of these things in the description of the podcast. Again, I'll encourage the listeners to you know check these links out for the books. Check her her website out, which includes the blog. If you guys want to get in contact with her, like she said, you know how to do so. At least reach out and she can either, whether it's herself or she can get you the resources to talk to somebody or get information somewhere, she will do that. Misty, I appreciate you. The last question I'll ask as we wrap it up. Sure. What is the biggest thing you have learned thus far regarding athletes' mental health since you started kind of working in this field? Oof. That's a big question. Um, you know, I think, I think the most important takeaway is to never give up on yourself, to never feel that you're too far removed from help or on the other side of that, like athletes we like to do is feel that you're not struggling enough to deserve to get help because you're tougher than that and you should be able to figure it out on your own, right? So like there's certain types of things that happen in the athlete mentality um, where we're like, you know, it's kind of like kind of like all or nothing. <laughs> so yeah. very extreme. So we forget to celebrate the small wins. But what happens with that is that we're super hard on ourselves or we think, you know, I'm not struggling enough to or I'm getting by just enough. So I don't really need, um, even though this has been like a, like a sticking point for me and I don't need to, but I can still do it on my own. I don't really need to go anywhere and get help. So what I would say to you is, you know, is on the other side of that is this ability to um, look deeper in yourself and like really grow. And then the extreme side of that is when I, you know, I've heard athletes sometimes very sad stories feeling like they had no other, no other option and that um, there was too late for them and there was no help available. And what I want to say to those people is there's always help available. Always choose life. Always, 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 you know, I've, I have a background with mental health struggles, which is why I got to where I am doing what I'm doing and why I'm so passionate about it. Um, so I can tell you firsthand that, that it does get better somehow. Um, you just can't give up on yourself. So always choose life and remember that you, you matter, you're human, you're not a robot. So if you can kind of keep those things in mind, um, I think, you know, you'll, you'll go a long way to helping yourself. Love that. I absolutely love it. 
for those who are listening, I appreciate you guys tuning in. Uh, this was Misty Buck, and we are super, super grateful. I would just encourage everybody, if you enjoyed the interview, please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. It helps us get it out to more and more people. And uh, make sure to hit the subscribe button because we'll be coming to you next week with another interview. So, Misty, I just want to say thank you once again for joining the show. Oh, my gosh. No, thank you so much. I really enjoyed this conversation. I appreciate your time. Absolutely. And congrats on the baby once again. Thank you. We'll chat soon. All right. Yes, sir. <laughs> Guys, thanks so much for listening to another episode of my show. Now, if you could go and do me a favor, head over to iTunes, give me five stars and leave me a review. It would be greatly appreciated. Thanks, guys. Appreciate your support.